Check, 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 check. check. We here. We out here. <laughs> We're doing it. Damn. Episode 373. Just me and old Chucky Tater Sacks once again. Yep. Doing the damn thing. We had a, a week off. I'm, I don't even... You were out of town. Yeah. I was like, well, let's just not do an episode this week. Is that what it was? Yeah, I couldn't... I mean, I didn't figure they would come down because all the snow and all that shit anyway. Yeah, there's been some... I found, though, that once we get a little... A break in between episodes. Sometimes it's a really banger of an episode. It's not sometimes it be, sucks. It's not going to be today. We're, no, not at all. We're, it's just going to be an episode. I mean, there's things to talk about, though. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's some things to to say. I had a uh, a disc golf tournament yesterday. Yeah, finished in tied for tenth place out of thirty. That's not bad. No, that's pretty good. I yeah. was I was three under for the uh, for the round. You're in the top third. Yeah. And um, um, the way they do the places is like there's first place, but if there's two people in first place tied for first place, the next person is third place. Oh, okay. And if there's two people tied for third place, the next person is fifth place. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was a bunch of people tied. There's like five of us tied for 10th and there was like four people. Somebody is actually here. They didn't tell me they were coming. <laughs> Okay, he didn't tell me he was coming. Why bother? Oh, God. <laughs> we only started like two minutes ago. Hold on a second. <laughs> move this. Uh, morning, fellas. Good morning. <laughs> she specifically said, if we're coming, I will tell you. And she didn't tell me. She's like half asleep. Oh, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of her bullshit. She acts like she had a kid or something. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Uh, but anyway, I was tied for first place after 12 holes. Mm-hmm. I was five under. And then the the guy on my card, who is a casual friend, like we've played three rounds together and we like each other. Mm-hmm. And he was looking up the live scoring and he's like, hey, man, you're tied for first. I was like, I really wish you wouldn't have told me that. My very next drive after that, (laughs) I doinked it off a tree. You don't handle pressure well. No, it's I do usually, but like I don't, I don't want to know. I knew I was doing well. I knew I was doing well at all. In baseball, football, I handle pressure pressure great. Mm. And when I play music, if it's if it's an intense crowd and they don't like me, I fucking love. I treat them as an adversary, and I love going after. Okay, that's okay. But I'm saying that this is something you really enjoy. I'm not saying you don't enjoy music. You do, but you can do that thing that you just said. I don't think this is just a an honest from shooting from the hip take. I don't think that you cared about baseball or football that much. I mean, I think you did, but deep down you 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 knew that's not what you were wanted to do. You know, what I mean? wanted to play baseball. I, did I was, you? I really wanted to be. Well, there. I thought music was always something you wanted to do. Not when so, I was a little kid. Okay. Um but um also I knew I was good at that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was good at this. I'm not, and I'm not good at this. I, it was a very easy course. The Dunbar City Park is an upshot and putt course. You're, you're not going to uh, find a much easier course out there. It's very friendly to beginners. Yeah, but still, there were people who had been playing a lot longer than me that were six over on that course. Nice. 
poor old J-Mo, he was nine over. He had himself a deck. Oh, I'm sure he was just, <laughs> I'm sure he was a bear to be with. <laughs> he was <laughs> fine. But, uh, yeah, the, it's worse than being around Aaron when he's very, losing. The very, <laughs> very first drive after he told me that, it was a it was a hole that I birdied in the round before. I parked it. I, I had a drop-in birdie putt. Mm-hmm. Like I had to stand back from the fucking thing to get my foot placement so I could drop it in. And then I don't get off a tree. I get a par, get another par. And then I get three bogeys in a row. I'm like, well, shit. Mm. Pieces of shit. You shouldn't have told me. It's because I didn't think I... I don't know. But anyway, finished top 10. It was good. Nice. I did well. How many people showed up for that? uh, There was 32 in my division. And because since it's such a small course, it's only nine holes and you play through twice. Um, The higher divisions started at 10. And there was... All in all, there were 72 people that played. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I'm playing in a doubles tournament next weekend with J-Mo. The Fairweedmen will ride again. <laughs> uh, it's a valley in Hurricane, which is my favorite course. God, it's so far to go. It's so pretty, though. I'm Valley's sure. Well, shit, place. it's Putnam County. Yeah. Of course it's going to be. Putnam County, rule. Putnam County has my two favorite courses. Yeah. Uh, Eleanor and Valley. Has them my least favorite people, though. Eleanor and Valley <laughs> seem so far apart to be part of the same county. It's like 15, 20 minutes I guess in my head. Yeah, you got to do some. You got to cross a river. Yeah, there's some things Mm. you got to do to get there, but it's like 20 minutes to get from course to course. Got to do some things. Uh, But it was fun. I had a good time. Um, I did pull a muscle right here, right there. Jesus. Which is the muscle whenever you're throwing your disc, when you turn, it uh, it provides the torque, it provides all the power. Like when you're throwing a punch. Yeah. And uh, I pulled that muscle and. um, I'm going to blame my poor drives on that. Anyway, I haven't even played the goddamn intro song yet. Didn't even know he was coming, this guy. We were getting ready to just launch into some shit talk about him. Yeah. I mean, you still do that. Okay. I will do that. (laughs) Okay, let's turn this up. And we are here. We're queer. Boom. The baby doesn't look like you anymore. Yeah, it does. What is it? I still think think she looks like like Elena now. Oh, my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her right. tits are getting pretty huge. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, it's enough where I can make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to let you know a little secret. Never make that joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll laugh now, and then even when you're leaving, you're like, that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. Everybody laugh. Episode three seven three. What a day! I came home from uh, doing the uh, the disc golf, and I cleaned up my two electric guitars, and I started playing my electric guitar through my giant Fender amp that I can't turn up, turn up past two. <laughs> it is a tube amp, and it fills this entire house. Yeah, on, tube amps are ridiculous. On two, yeah, it is so loud. I remember that, like uh, through my brothers, of course. That you know they're loud, <laughs> and the thing is with them, the louder you turn them up, the better they sound. Mm. And so, you, if I can only turn it past two, I'm only getting it goes to it goes to twelve, it goes to twelve, and I can only go to two. That's one more than Spinal Tap. Yeah, I know that w- that joke was made. 
<laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, and it's a great joke. It's and still that that bit is still funny, even though you know it's been done to death. It's you know, it's just Christopher Guest time. He's like, it's like it's eleven more. right across the board. He's like, why don't you just make it louder and make ten louder? He's smoking a cigarette. These go to eleven. <laughs> anyway. Are you mad that I made that joke? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I, was I mean, I was kidding too, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, I mean, you're right. As you as you get older, as, as I know when they get older, uh, believe me, I know. When if somebody else makes that joke in three years, I'm gonna be like, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, I guess it would be who makes that joke. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, of course, of course. If some dipshit from work makes the joke, you're grabbing him by the oh, throat. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, Dutch Dutch made the joke when Elena was pregnant that we had made something he can fuck in eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even like that. <laughs> that one stuck with me. Here, here, here <laughs> but I laughed. Hearing something somebody else said. Something, I don't even like that. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can't uh, believe said that. That's shit. rude. Right, the re- the re- I laughed really hard at it because it made everybody in the room awkward. <laughs> It was all during the podcast. Huh? It, it, who did he say that this, in front it, of? It, Probably at work. work yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That's a, yeah. I was like, was this during a, a, more, a family gathering? <laughs> I said it right hey, to this his guy. <laughs> what a friend, huh? Everybody's parents gathered around. I was like, listen, this is what's going to <laughs> Went for it. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> oh. I like to well. settle into that awkward. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <clears throat> Oof. That's a Donald. That's literally a Donald Trump thing. Yeah. Anyway. Seeing a 12. I mean, it just that. Remember when he there was a 10 year old girl like in front of him on the escalator and he literally said, and they have video of it. <laughs> he said, can you believe I'm going to be dating her in 10 years? <laughs> he, he said that. I'd have turned around and knocked his monkey ass out for some shit like that. Like, that's crazy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's rough. Yep. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to do yesterday, I spent, I think I probably spent four hours. I changed my strings and everything. And I'm trying to recreate the guitar tone that Jeff Buckley had on Hallelujah for one of my songs. Yes, we steal. This is what we do. <laughs> we steal. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want that guitar tone? It's one of the most amazing sounding guitar tones of all time. So I spent hours tweaking the highs and lows and mids and the presence and all that shit on top of there. And I'm not even close, but I got it to where I think I like it. Yeah. But uh, this might have to be some studio magic. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, but JMO's really into like learning how to um, produce. And I'm not. It's too much stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, isn't it? And, like He's got charts of like how to make uh, the music sound 3D. So like uh it's so it's like I mean, a flow chart thing. And yeah. it's like you put the snare just a little bit to the right because that's kind of where it is on the kit. And you put the toms here, 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 the crash symbol here, crash symbol here. There's Venn diagrams. Yeah, it's punnet, a whole punnet squares and I don't know cool. anything about it, but I'm glad he does because I'm not gonna do any of that. You know, it's so hard and it takes so much time and I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, hopefully uh, whenever we actually start recording it, it'll sound good. We've done no actual recording. It's all been planning. Well, I mean, that's like the biggest part of it. What that you, You'd think so, but I don't know. I mean, you got to have something to record, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Let's, uh, I keep rearranging my shit. Like, I'm like, well, this would sound better. This would sound better. Let's play it in this key. So I'm moving the, the key up and down for a lot of things. Mm. But, uh, I don't know. I just hope uh, more than 30 people listen to it. And they won't. But, but the goal is to make the greatest independently produced album from a Western. I've, I've, I've reached a, 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 an opinion on such things in the past, I don't know, six months or so that, you know, we're just American society is hopeless. And it's just and it's all because they won't listen to my music. That's what I think. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's more the fact that uh, there's just no more desire to be original or yeah that's or or challenged or anything like that it's just the truth that's a big problem in our art it really is i watched free guy the other night anybody watch free guy yet no it is a fun little fucking movie here it is it really is i had a good time but at the end in the big end fight and i don't want to ruin it for anybody but let's be honest who gives a shit if you ruin free guy right it's a ryan reynolds vehicle it. it was directed by one of the producers of uh, Stranger Things. Okay. He directed two straight Ryan Reynolds movies. Yeah, in there's going to be a third one, too. The Adam right? Project. The Adam yeah. Project's fun, too. But you can't get through a pop cult, a pop movie. These are pop movies. Mm-hmm. These aren't Mozart. Right. Without references. Yeah. So in the big end fight, because he's a video game character, he can just kind of make things appear. Mm. Whenever the big guy is going to hit him, he comes up with a cap shield and blocks it, and you hear dun, 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 the theme for mm. for Captain or uh, the Avengers. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh yeah, that's right." And then <laughs> and then he they're getting ready to fight again, and he has a lightsaber. Fifteen seconds later, that actually references 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 yeah. references. Yeah, yeah. They're just firing references that you see the thing you like, we like it too, and we put it in our thing. Well, that's ready. That's Ready Player One. That's yeah. you know, it's well, Ready Player One's a different thing. It is all references, but it's like you're living. You're set in a, in a, um, it's the metaverse. Yeah. The metaverse. Mm. So I get that. Um, and I guess maybe free guy could be like that too, since they're set in a video game. I don't know. It was kind of ready player one for dumb people. I'm just Ron Reynolds. I, I really like him. And he, if you people realize it or not, he threw a bunch of stuff at the wall before it stuck. Yeah. Deadpool was his thing. He's never going to do anything else again like that. Besides Deadpool. That's just it. He's not going to win an Oscar. He's not going to do any of those things. I like him a lot. He's just, even if he's good enough, nobody's ever going to take him seriously because of the stuff he's done. Deadpool was a godsend for him, and I think he knew that. He was savvy enough to know this is where things are going with all the, mm-hmm. with the, with the superhero stuff. He's like, if I don't nail this, I'm just going to be Van Wilder forever. Yeah. So that's what he did. And he is Deadpool. And I get you and I guarantee it, dollars to fucking donuts, Deadpool is gonna be in the new Doctor Strange movie. Probably Karen fucking T it, he's gonna be in there. At least for a second. I have a theory he's gonna be on that council. The yeah. the people on the the Illuminati. That would, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. If he's just kind of sitting there like hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's he here for? He talks to this other dimension that, you know. <clears throat> to lighten up what is going to be a very dark movie. Yeah. Another character is going to be in there. I can't believe we segued into this. That's but fine. I, I like segueing um, things accidentally. 
um, is uh, Ash from the Evil Dead is going to be in the Doctor Probably. Strange movie. The way I would set it up is is like one, when they're going through all the dimensions fighting or something like he's he'd be sitting in that cabin and then somebody picks up the Necronomicon. He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so do they think it's? I mean, it's going to actually be the character Ash. Yes. In it? That's fucking uh, th- awesome. There's no, he's in it. He's on the cast. Yeah, I know. There's he's on the no cast. way he's not going to be Ash. Okay. Uh, Sam Raimi is savvy enough to know. I, oh. I think Tobey Maguire will probably yeah, be in it he, too. He directed those movies right. too. Yeah, yeah. See, I think that uh, Hugh Jackman might be in it too. I, I'm, I've got a real feeling. I'm not going to be disappointed if he's not, but I really think. Yeah, I think they're just going to give everything to us. Exactly. Because this, yeah. this is the this is like the the opening salvo of the multiverse. See, this movie is where you want the reference fest. Yeah, yeah. There's going there's going to. I think all three Spider Man will probably be in it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, they might even have a cartoon Spider Man. Well, uh, I think that uh, um, Tom Cruise is all but confirmed to play. Uh, the superior Iron Man or yeah, whatever it is. Iron I, Man Supreme. I hate Tom Cruise, but in that context, that would be cool. So, yeah. What if they sneak in a way to get like Batfleck in there somehow? Yeah, you can't do that. They could figure it. They could figure it out. <laughs> People, because they did the comic. I, I, I wouldn't be like that because it's just not the kind of person I am. Remember, they did the comic crossover. That could well, be I know, but I know. I'm just saying that people would be up in arms over that. I mean, the comic book nerds would go fucking berserk. They would just. I'd be like, huh? <laughs> It'd be like, what? No! Just pay Warner Brothers a couple billion dollars, and because you're going to make it, you're going to make the money. Just, All right. Well, that, that, that that crossover between universes will eventually happen. And he's like, hey, you're in the wrong. You, this is a completely different thing. You should probably go back through your little portal thing, do your little <laughs> magic. I mean, if it was in a in a like a comedy context that the flash that runs work. through where what? <laughs> this is, oh this is a different have, movie have, have deadpool react to the flash oh <laughs> no 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 <laughs> lot c lot c you're you're in front of the wrong green screen ezra <laughs> and he calls him by his name yeah, <laughs> i take it back that would be the greatest that'd be kind of funny <laughs> why aren't we writing the movies come on it, it would I, it would be all references because that's all I know. Yeah. I legitimately think I could write a good superhero movie. I mean, I I, I I really think I could. You could do better than like Steel. Remember Steel? Shacks. Well, I that's, do remember that's, Steel. that's a show of support. You <laughs> fucking asshole. Well, I'm just saying that made thirty million dollars at the box. No, office. it didn't. It did okay. <laughs> it did not. It did okay in black theaters. <laughs> Of course, it I is. watched it a lot on HBO as a kid. <laughs> it's yeah. garbage, dude. Yeah. It's so fucking terrible. I don't think it even tied into Superman or anything. I don't think they even mentioned his name. Speaking of Superman, apparently the Superman and Lois shows good. Hmm. Well, what's a couple uh, Tyler Hecklin? I watched a couple episodes and I didn't hate it, but like, it's still TV Superman. It's yeah, there's weird. this. There's this layer of cheese on these tv superhero shows it's hard and the thing about it is it doesn't have to be that way the technology they have now the money they can throw behind something it doesn't have to be that way like gotham was covered in cheese but i love that show gotham was cool i couldn't believe they let them do some of the things they did yeah they did a lot of it was in its own universe it's like the arkham and grundy was awesome they had a lot of awesome characters solomon grundy yeah born on a monday yeah (laughs) did he do that yeah oh god yeah (laughs) Hey, Grundy's my favorite fighting character in those video games. He's a... Yeah. He was part of a big, uh, crazy Superman story that I was writing one time. And when I say writing, I mean I imagined it, like, 
from almost beginning to end. And it was a zombie DC story. Yeah. And everybody had become zombies and Superman was the only one left because he couldn't get infected. Hmm. And um, at the end, uh, well, he was still like trying to take care of Lois. She was like shuffling around and he would like move things out of her way when she was because people kind of went about their regular lives because they didn't. You know, they remembered, but they just, it's just in a grim kind of parody. So he would like just kind of walk with her and move stuff out of her way, like pick up a car and move it. You know, there's all this rub- rubble, pick it up on his shoulder <laughs> and throw it aside. The saddest part was when he went to, uh, he would go keep talking to Batman. And Batman had tried to work on it. It's called, it was called the play. It was a plague. And he had worked on it to the very end. Like he had gotten bitten. And he was in his bat suit, and he was stumbling, yeah, stumbling around, and he kept on going to this, to this keyboard, and Superman would just go in there and sit, and like, you know, it was a good story, man. That's pretty sad because what the 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 coolest part about it was is that I can't remember the reference now, and I can't really, I can't believe I didn't write it down because it was a very satisfying conclusion where Batman keeps on typing something on computer and he can't get it out. And finally, through force of will, he was able to write down what he was thinking, hmm. and then Superman could solve it. And then it didn't end well. Like the ending went like this: you can't save everybody because everybody's too far gone. So he said, "All the life force has been sucked in." Well, what happened was all the life force had been sucked into Solomon Grundy. So Superman to go fight him in the in the swamp, defeats him, releases all the the life out, but it's not going to go back in anybody because they're just all dead. I mean, it's they're rotted and everything. It's just not going to. Hmm. So Martian Manhunter is a big part of it because he's in the. This is a very involved story. I can't believe I got into this. <laughs> yeah, um, he's in the satellite, the Justice League satellite, and he keeps on telling them. He's going back to sleep. Like he's his his whole planet's dead. All his wife, his kid, they're all dead. So he's and they're not dead. They're just asleep. But he can't wake them up because there's just no means to do that. So he just keeps on periodically waking up and trying to get convinced Superman. He's like the, the the whole thing starts with a conversation. They're sitting down and he's like, "You just have to leave." He's like, "There's nothing you can do about this." He's like, "You're not going to get infected. You just need to fly somewhere else and try to find a different life." He's like, "Who knows how long you live? Nobody knows how long you live." You know, he said, "You could be immortal. You're going to do this for the rest of time." So he's like, "I'm. A, I can go back to sleep. That's what I'm going to do." You know, and then at the end, uh, all that how power got harnessed, and he like kind of threw it at Mars and woke John Jones people up, and then he got to have a happy ending. No, no I shit. Mean, yeah, it was. <clears throat> I can write a story, man. And I hammered that out over the course of a day, just sitting down thinking about that. I actually wrote the opening. So, um, that actually sounds cool. Yeah. I did a couple of those. I did a Superman story where he crashed in, in, uh, West Virginia in the fifties. And, uh, you know, it was called the lamp because I had a whole speech. I had a whole speech at the end about how, you know, his dad was telling us like we're we're all down in this mine. That's the world. You know, it's and it's during the Cold War, and he's just like it's a really scary place, and we don't know what we're going to do. But you can lead us. You're like the lamp in the coal mine. That was the end. You know, so mm-hmm. and then he flies off, and I can, dude. I'm telling you. I mean, I, I'm not confident about anything really in my life about anything, but I am confident. You in my, shouldn't be in my. Well, no, definitely <laughs> not. But I am confident in my ability to write a story. So. Um, spe- other references in Free Guy I forgot directly after it, between the Cap 
and the lightsaber, he grows a big Hulk fist and punches the guy. <laughs> like, let's get more references. <laughs> Forgot about that. Pour them all in there. Yeah. It was only Marvel references, though? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a Fox movie. I think it was a Fox movie since Fox is owned by Disney now. Everybody is owned by Disney. So I'm so excited to uh, see where the X-Men, all the new properties are going to be in the MCU. They're taking their sweet time, but they kind of have to. You can't. You just can't throw that shit in there. That's something DC would do. Everybody's yeah, here now. Dump it in there. Like, no, man. This has got to be built. We're not doing that. You know? That was DC's whole thing. Let's just give it all to them yeah. because we're 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 in a race. We're so far behind. Exactly. It's just like it all it's just like of- you're running your own race. You can't compete with them. You need to build something slowly. The Snyderverse was actually doing that, and then they fired him. I like these one-offs, man. I think they should keep doing the one-offs. Yeah, yeah. Give me a Batman that's a, story. That's a good idea. I think they stories. should. I think what I would actually like to see is almost a shot-for-shot remake Kingdom of the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah. In fucking you know live action as as it, for the cartoon was, just, in my opinion, the best DC. Fucking the awesome. DC. Just do bit. three a three hour movie of the Dark Knight Returns. Gotham by Gaslight action. for fuck's sake. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be fun. I mean that cartoon is tremendous. Yeah, instead of just taking pieces of, uh, of course, I love the Batman. It might be my favorite Batman movie. I went and saw it again last week. I'm going to give it another shot soon. I I liked it better the second time. Okay. So I don't know. Like, I get why people don't like it. I don't dislike it at all. I like it. There are some people that hate it. Yeah. Yeah, of course there's some people. Really? There are people that hate everything. There are people that hated the Avengers. I mean uh, Bill Maher. <clears throat> but like he's a cunt. I get why the why people are like, it's good, but like, why did it have to be three hours? And I will tell you why it had to be three hours. Because you gotta watch Batman lose. He loses he didn't win this No this No, he was a horrible detective he was in this movie. Terrible. <laughs> but he was trying. That's the thing. He yeah, didn't know he, was, he didn't know how to use half his equipment. Right. Yeah. All the, all of his friends were detecting for him. Yeah. And they were doing a bad job. And he, he did a bad but he was god damn it, he was trying. Alfred he was convincing. Alfred did do a good Here job. Right. And he didn't listen to fucking Alfred. No. But uh <laughs> and he got almost got Alfred killed. We're gonna see the rise of Alfred in the next one. Oh sure. Andy so, Circus is Andy did you read that good, man. did you read that list of the of the top Alfreds? If these not they had him ranked one to ten. Okay. He was top he was like top four. Well that's just for potential. Cause yeah, but they were saying gonna that, be, yeah, that's basically what they said. They said you know he's he was great, dude. I, I man, automatic irons and uh, bat like irons was number uh, one. Affleck irons was number one, dude. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman is I love it. Probably my favorite Batman. Uh, Him as Batman. That, you know what? He killed it as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. If he had a see, good that's story, weird. I like him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't know if I like him as Batman. Really? Yeah. Ah man, it's just because I think his build. You know, he was like a bigger dude, sort he, of he's middle dark, aged. He's Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Yeah, that's what man. he is. People so. keep getting mad about. They go back to his version of Batman. He used guns and kills people. That was in like a fever dream that he had of the potential thing that happens with if Superman goes bad. That's when he's using guns and killing people. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing that actually happened. That was a potential thing that happened. Right. So in that potential reality. You're going to need to use guns and kill things because yeah. in that scene, those aren't humans that are holding everybody hostage and shooting everybody. Those are like weird things that Superman has summoned. Like they, they're bugs or something. They're parademons. Yeah, that's what they are. So like, I don't know if they get the context of complaining about him using guns because 
in that situation, I think Batman would probably use guns and kill people. I've always or things, not people. Speaking of parademons, always I've always felt for the longest time that Marvel had a much stronger like you know it's the guys you beat up in final fight, you know, the, the ones that are, that are, that open the game, yeah. you know, that you're just kicking the shit out of. And, you know, we'll call them the fodder guys. The fodder guys on, in the MCU are much cooler than they are in DC. Parademons aren't cool. They're goofy. I mean, I'm sorry. They are uh, in the, in they're just got, they've got insect wings. Um, <laughs> the parademons in the physics don't make sense. You know, I mean, it's not that it's just, they're just kind of, I don't know. They're just not the parademon. I mean, the, uh, the fodder guys in the MCU are the Chitauri. I mean, they were cool. They, they had all these different versions of them. They had a big giant ape one. They had, you know, they had those giant, things that they all have the fucking joker face those were cool you know regular you can't just have them fight the the the, the other villains i mean because people are gonna die you gotta raise the stakes so you know and i've raised the stakes <laughs> <laughs> i think what the stakes has never been higher i think what dc has done with joker and the batman is like kind of say hey you, everything doesn't have to be connected well they they're doing what i actually said a, a while ago uh i'm not saying that just pick and choose storylines no i'm saying they're i was like let marvel i said this so long ago i said let marvel make the popcorn movies and all that stuff let them do that you lay in a different cut where you make good cinema that's what bat yeah. that's what dc is doing is they're making cinema so. yeah they couldn't everything doesn't have to be the end of the world right you know um because that's that's what you run into with marvel Everything is the end of the world, right? End of the universe, yeah. end of everything. So they they can, and you might have to leave Superman out of it, which sucks because I like Superman. Um, but you know, the, every they can have things that are just going to affect Gotham that the rest of the world can watch and be like, "Fuck, I'm glad I don't live in Gotham." Oh, Brightburn. Well, that's <laughs> Brightburn uh, Superman. Yeah, that was the awesome. Kid, that was that was neat. How'd they get yeah. the Rights to. I, mean, I don't know if it they, was necessarily. It wasn't like Superman. It wasn't it Superman wasn't, at all. Yeah. It's not Superman, but it was Superman. Yeah, but it was you Superman. Know? Yeah. You, you can't the, the the likeness rules don't apply to. They applies to people. It doesn't apply to ideas necessarily. It can, like Captain Marvel, Shazam, mm -hmm. was somebody else's Superman, and DC bought him out. And yeah. brought and brought him brought him into the DCEU. Uh, well, I mean, at that point, just the DC universe. I don't even think it was DC Comics then. Um, it was a shameless knockoff. You know, there are so many shameless knockoff Superman. We've talked had this whole conversation before. I like them better than Superman. Like there's <laughs> some really cool ones. They've done that within DC Comics. Like Ed McGinnis had this whole thing um, where this Superman from another reality who wore this cool like red costume he was called uh mr marvelous or something like that and his backstory was different than superman but he looked like superman i mean is the artwork was tremendous and then you have hyperion and marvel who's just a ginger superman with you know i didn't know this you didn't know about hyperion no. i've talked about him often that shows how much you listen uh <laughs> well usually whenever you mention like a, a superhero i don't know i'll google it real quick so look him up he's awesome uh gladiator is like he was in the x-men continuity he's a this mega powerful fucking you know superman clone um 
the the sentry, and I never cared for him though. He was kind of. If their powers are energy based, I usually don't like it. Is he like a nuclear energy based superhero? Yes. yes. And he is ridiculously powerful. There was a thing called Heroes Reborn not long ago, and he literally th- flew through a Galactus's head. I think I've I think I've seen uh, this and and he broke Juggernaut had him held like around like around his body and he literally just flexed and broke Juggernaut's I remember that story. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's Ed McGinnis doing the art for it, who's one of my favorite. That's a cool frame right there. That's pretty sweet. That is a really cool frame. Hyperion. See, the thing about it is, is that Thor is not, he's powerful, but they always compare him to Superman. Thor is not as powerful as Superman. No. He's just not. If If the DC... Superman bought fought the Marvel Thor the the MCU Marvel Thor. That's not a fight. Superman wins and handily, you know. So he'll burn him with his face. He's I mean, he's just he, he's just so overpowered, you know. Which in a, in a good way, but that's why you're having problems making movies about him, you know. <laughs> For one thing, I watched Man of Steel again the other night. I, there was one thing that I that I saw that I didn't catch before. Some things still annoy me. The whole telling his story in flashback, don't like that. Make a three-hour Superman movie. We'll watch it, you know? Yeah. And especially at that point, people definitely want to watch it. Like, we're going to tell the story from Krypton to Earth, his his youth, growing up, all that stuff. Then we're going to do the thing where he meets Lois at the end and all that stuff. Do that. You have made a multi-million dollar movie right off the bat. Everybody's going to watch it. And that sets you up for a great sequel. Don't make him then kill him in the next fucking movie. That's fucking dumb. Why yeah. would you do that? I can't believe I wasn't sitting in on this fucking meeting. <laughs> I'm just sitting there on this and sweatpants and this shirt. No, no. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't know. He brought the donuts. <laughs> but he's, yeah. got, he's got really good ideas. Well, I think there's thoughts of maybe rekindling the Snyderverse in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. But they're what they're going to do is the whole... I hate to use the word because I'm not against it or anything. The woke thing has now really started to insinuate itself in the in the comic book movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Now I'm not against that as, as long as it's well done. Sure, I'm all for it. Um, they might eliminate Superman altogether and just either have Supergirl. I'm okay with that, or it's, or it'd be Super S- them, Super, <laughs> Super G, yeah, Super G, Super Group. Um, or they're going to have Valzod, Black Superman, which is, or the Blue Marvel. No, the Blue Marvel's in Marvel, um, I think. Or I uh, there's a Shazam two or, coming. Or they're going to well, Shazam is uh, can punch with Superman, but he's not. And I think they kind of made that clear in that movie that he's not he's not as powerful as Superman. Yeah, um, but he has magic. He does. Uh, or they're going to make Black Adam like the new powerhouse for. I don't. I know. The I Rock. don't know uh, if I agree with that. The Rock. If the Rock gets his way, he's going to fight um, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill as Superman. They're going to have their movie. Yeah, but the thing and about if, it is, and th- what the Rock wants, uh, that motherfucker gets because that's going to make ten billion dollars. It is, but at the same time, it's going to be a thing. I'm such a massive Superman mark that I don't know where I'm going to go with my with that. it. Better be done properly. Like yeah, I mean it better not be just Black Adam just cl- cutting promos. Well, just here you monkey. <laughs> no, just just wiping the floor with him like physically. He can't. 
I don't believe that Black Adam should be able to overpower Superman physically. I don't. I don't like that. Superman is. He's Superman. You know, he's the most powerful superhero. If it's some kind of combination of magic and stuff like that to defeat him, I'm okay with that. You know, what if yeah. him and Shazam team up against Superman? Well, they, that, they both that, have that's act- coming out. This well, year. but and they're actually get their power from the same source, so that is actually a and they're both magic. <laughs> and you'd have to make Superman a villain, like Sammy would have would would have have to have taken him over or something like that. That'd be or, cool, or an injustice storyline or something like that, which they've already kind of done. I mean, they could have done that, and like I said, had they done it the the Marvel way, it would have been you know that uh, Man of Steel was like almost a decade old now. It's ten years old. Yeah, yeah wow, it came out. Well, it came out in twenty well twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So. It's crazy. How um, do they waste Henry Cavill like that? No, no. Because, so because like I said, yeah. because like what what should have been done. I hate you know. I don't hate to say it. I really believe I'm right. Is do what I said. Make a three hour Superman movie to open it up, and then you just start building him into the different things. He DC has to be on Superman's back, like the, the like the MCU is on Cap's back. They are their two marquee. Leader characters They're the leaders Of the Justice League Well Batman is kind of Leader of the Justice League He's the brains Behind the entire operation. Well but he's, but he's Actually the, the, What people don't talk about Is the fact that uh, The rest of the Justice League Knows that Batman Can take him out mm-hmm. they, And they all know it Like then and, and like Given any seven circumstances He would do it You know It's like He's got files On everybody And all their weaknesses And stuff Yeah what's that old Quote by a general Like walk in with a uh, Handshake and a smile But have a plan To kill every motherfucker In the room Yeah that's a great <laughs> Fucking quote My god that's a great quote um but okay back to man of steel one thing i I really didn't notice but they i felt got across this time and just because i've have been in this mindset is that showing krypton to be a culture that has just reached its end like their sons their 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 planet is literally dying and their culture has died long before that. Mm-hmm. They don't have any originality. They don't have any. Everybody wears the same jumpsuit, just well, in different colors. Well, basically, yes, but also the fact that the Codex, they don't have children anymore because everybody has to be put into their part of society. It's it's just communism. And it's, you know, there's peace and there's prosperity. But even the fact that they were, that the fact that they had, they had at one time gone to the stars and, and stuff like that, they had retracted because there was no. It's like us. It's like, you know, human human culture right now. We are dying. Like, we really need... Not ultimately, but our culture... Our, you know, the culture we have is dying. It's so thin. Like, the culture... Yeah, there's is such no a originality. There's yeah. no... There's no... It's not like the Greeks or the Romans. Well, the Romans weren't even original. The Romans took what the Greeks did. There's not an original Roman thought to my, to my mind. I mean, maybe... Rhodes, I guess that would be Marodes, but <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, the Krypton had done that. Like, you know, they were all sitting there in their fucking headdresses and all that stuff. And you could tell it was very stately, you know, but everything looked dusty and used and dark and shitty. You know, I just, I was like, you know, I really didn't know. So that's kind of genius. Some production designer had that thought, like, this is a culture that's dying in more ways than one. It's been dead for a long time. And that's what they, I really think that that's, even the animals look kind of, you know, like, like everything was dying. It's a sick, dead planet. And and they, then they talked about, he's a, it's a young star. You know, they even talked about sending him to earth. He's like, it's a very young planet with, you know, a lot of life ahead of it and all that stuff. So. I thought that was cool. Um, let's do favorite things. We're a half hour in. Aaron's barely said anything. 
You may yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm, speak I'm not very long winded. I mean, yeah, you I mean, sometimes you go on some tangents. I mean, you know what I mean? You're <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Oh, you're my favorite thing. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you tilted your phone. Favorite thing. What do we got this week? Well, well, um, let me tell you something, Shivani. <laughs> Tony Shivani, don't you look swell today? Um, first off, I listened to an old Dan Carlin like I had never listened to an old Dan Carlin. He, he is so much different. Then when he started, oh, an older, yeah. In the old ones, he's very bombastic and yells, and he's got music behind everything. No shit, it's very amateurish. Like sometimes he struggles for what to say. It's not the Dan Carlin that I listened to with yeah. uh, Blueprint for Armageddon. That's a flawless podcast. It's relaxing, absolutely flawless. Yeah, it was good. It was still good. Yeah, but he was telling, and it actually opened up into my one of my other next favorite things. Um, I listened to the one. Where he was drawing comparison between Tecumseh and Vercingetorix. They were these two. Tecumseh, of course, was the Native American leader, and Vercingetorix was the leader of the Celts that fought Julius Caesar. And as two, he was comparing them as two tribal powers. And he actually said something that I, I love when I had a thought that another, that a person smarter than me had. He said that everybody has a tribal past. He's like, and I've said that so many times. Um, and he was just talking about uh, how that was almost a foregone conclusion and what was going to happen, you know, all this stuff. And it kind of was, but it came down to a fact of it really could have gone either way with one battle. Um, the battle of the Thames with uh, with the Native Americans and the battle of uh, Elysia uh, for for the Celts. Um, yeah, I got I watched a three hour. So there was that. I mean, I just listened to old Dan Carlin and kind of chuckling like, I bet he goes, because I, I think it's because we've been doing this for so long, I know what a good podcast sounds like. So not this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I disagree. I think we have a great podcast. It's like, it's like when I, I felt that the Chuck Tales podcast by the end, by the last episode we did had turned into a really good podcast, yeah. but I, stu- I struggled and stumbled at the end, at the beginning. And I it's felt- hard to do something that you have to prepare for when you yeah. have so many other things that you have to do in regular life. Yeah. I mean, if this I, was our job. We'd, we'd be through 10 more books by now. Well, I would read and, and I process, I got down to a process. I would read the book and then I would take notes and I would read through again. Then I would highlight what I was talking about. I mean, it got to be a, I mean, I really liked doing it. And I felt like, like I said, I felt the last one, which was part one of, of the uh, dark elf trilogy was a really good podcast. Um, but, uh, that led into, I watched this, uh, this documentary, three part documentary, um, uh, basically a BBC thing. 
about Big Black Cop. Uh, I thank knew you, you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> it's about the Celts. It's called Celts uh, Blood Blood Iron Sacrifice, and it's just about uh, apparently. And I and I always kind of knew this with this confirmation. But Celts are a really brutal culture. Like you know, believed in uh, human sacrifice and. Fuck you yeah. know, I mean, and that's everybody at this table. That's our culture. Mm-hmm. That's where we come from. I still so, believe in it. Well, <laughs> I think that it, you know, but I do believe. I remember the old uh, John had brought up the, or maybe it was you had brought up the uh, mitochondrial or genetic memory. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that. I believe that um, that's one of the reasons he, that uh, the colonization stuff of America was so brutal is because the cat's paw of the English, who were a Celtic people too, but they had given up that Celtic past much in a in a much more remote past, as opposed to the the Irish and the uh, Scots, the Irish especially were like the, some of the last people to be civilized. They were, you know, they, you know, I, I was watching a thing. There's like I said, there's parts of Ireland. I don't know if there's even parts of Scotland where they don't speak English. There's parts of Ireland where they do not speak any English. You know, at least English is the is a secondary language. And I, and at the end of it, at the it's the coolest thing they they talked about that they showed this town in Ireland, modern town looks like a nice little place. Nobody's speaking English. They're all speaking Celtic. Hmm. All speaking Gaelic. And it's just such as. And I tried to learn how to speak some of it. I know how to say uh, either hello or uh, or good morning in Celtic. Um, it's a Gaelic. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. And but I'm saying is that they were the last people to be converted. So when they had to deal with another uh, tribal savage people, they just enlisted the they said, well, let's take these lunatics we have at the at these places and throw them over there and have them do the dirty work. And like we were talking about, the people got here and they saw a place that was like home and like, well, this is just ours now. Nobody, not many people appear to live here, and even the ones who do live here are savages. Because that's one that one bad thing about civilization is even people who are essentially savages themselves see other people as savages because they're just different. But had the Native Americans and the Celtic peoples sat, and they did do this sometimes, sat down and spoken, they would have realized how similar their cultures actually were. The North American Native Americans. Didn't practice human sacrifice to my to my mind. I don't think they did. I don't think I've ever read that. Now, the South American Incas and the Aztecs, whew, boy, did they ever practice human sacrifice? But I think that's been over uh, uh, overstated. To uh, it's it's dirtying dirtying something up to make you clean. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know the conquistadors weren't bur- this bad. Well, look what they were doing. Like, no, that doesn't excuse anything you've done. Um, so there was that. Um, Oh, I started watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I sat down and watched. It's pretty fun. I love it. Okay, I think I think I, I think Alex Borstein is so She's fucking hilarious. tremendous. I love her. She's uh, yeah. it's it's a big Neil favorites. Simon play. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a bunch of Jewish people, and I don't want to say Jews because that's how a Jewish comedian would say it. But it's a bunch of Jewish people talking fast and having arguments. Yeah, that's a Neil Simon play, <laughs> yeah. and that's what it is. And it's fucking great. You know, people are mad that uh, Rachel Brosnahan, who has some great tits, um, isn't Jewish. Is she not? She seems Jewish. She really she does. She does it really well. <laughs> Brosnahan. That that's, that's might be an Irish name. 
That really sounds like it might be an but Irish But I think thing. it's the first episode. She shows her tits, and you're just like, oh, they're, I didn't they're expect amazing. those. They, they talk about that in depth, about how great her tits are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex Borstein, every time she's getting ready to put her on stage, she's like, tits up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was discussing him with this booker. He's like, and she showed her tits, and I gotta tell you, it was so, you know, <laughs> like, why don't you show your tits? She's like, nah, we're not. She's like, that's a that's a drawing back. That's not a going forward. Um, the guy that plays Lenny Bruce is great. He's fucking tremendous, dude. He he really has channeled him. Yeah. Um, and I'm a Lenny Bruce guy. I like Lenny Bruce. Um. I don't necessarily think I like his stand up that much. I just like what he stood for. Well, yeah. I think back then, Stan was he, young. Hearing it now, you're like, that's not, he's not saying anything that you can't say. Back then, he was saying things you could Oh, absolutely. Say. He was getting arrested every it's night. so wild, man. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the show thus far is. Um, well, there's two different parts I really liked. Have you gotten to where they go to the Catskills? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, my it God. It seems like so much fun. It's to so, the what? Exactly. So much Jewishness and so much fun. They got, the Catskills. It's, it, there's like this resort where every Jewish family in the world goes to on vacation together at the same time. Apparently, the, what I can read of it is that every summer... New York City empties out because <laughs> it's a because it's a it's a and I'm not just saying this about Jewish people I'm saying the Gentiles go to South the Hamptons yeah or to Myrtle Beach or some yeah. shit the Jewish folks go to the Catskills and, and there's um, like activities oh and man there's like it seems like so much fun they get their own like little <laughs> cabin it's not a cabin it's a fucking house yeah on the lake and you know there's you know her dad is so such like a kid. He the gets, dads are hilarious. Gets his iced tomato juice. And he's like, I, <laughs> what's uh, uh, Tony Shalhoub? Tony Shalhoub and uh, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock play the dads oh, of Kevin Pollock and, and and Kevin. Their their interactions are so fucking. If funny. I can say this, I have to fucking watch it. And I hope this doesn't come out bad. The uh, her family are like. The upper crust Jewish yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Pollock, the Maisels, on the other hand, are the <laughs> what would be probably termed redneck Jews. Yeah. They're not rednecks, they're just very loud. Prototypical Jewish. I mean, they're just like you know, they're loud, they're very cheap, they're you know, it's just like it's all the things. I, I don't I, I'm I'm saying all the stereotypes. I don't believe in stereotypes. Right. But there is, you know, they come from somewhere. They come from somewhere. And it's from the Maisels. They're discussions they have, they get these huge arguments. And have uh, you gotten to the part where the family has to move in with the Maisels? Her her parents. Have oh to move God, though, no. I can't wait. For oh, that. you're gonna love it. God, you're having Abe and uh, Moisha fucking <laughs> have it. They're gonna. Abe is gonna. I, I love Tony Shalhoub because he's a he's a, he's, he's an a, intellectual. He's a brilliant man. <laughs> he's a mathematician, and he'll just stack books to keep people yeah. out. <laughs> I like when he found out, dude. When when he was watching her her act, that was so uncomfortable. Yeah, like there are some really cringy, like not not cringy as in. You know, cheap cringe, like real things you wouldn't say in front of your dad, and she she doesn't know his dad. Well, no, there. I'm just saying things that are very uncomfortable because you care about the characters, and yeah. you know, and you don't want Tony, you know, Abe to be hear those things and see his beautiful, you know, pristine Jewish daughter saying those things on stage. He just doesn't want that, and it disappointed him so. And you know, but he he, he she was going to come clean. He's like, you can't. 
said to you, like, why? Because we have to get home and unpack. And if you tell your mother this, <laughs> it's going to be boxes and st- trunks. I can't live like that. <laughs> I loved it. Um, oh, it was, I just, I thought it was. Um, it's very funny. I didn't expect that out of it. Not only is it funny, it's good. Yeah. It's just, it's poignant. She, she went and saw um, the painter. I can't remember his name, but he was drunk, and then uh, Shazam's in it. Uh, oh, yeah. He's great. He is, but I don't want to like him because I like Joel. I like Joel, too. Joel fucked up. Joel did fuck up. But there comes a point where he's so like he starts to drink. And he just is so crushed by what he did and so in love with her. And she loves him. Like, they're so in love with each other. But it just can't work because of circumstances. I like the fact that they're still affectionate with each other. But, you know, the fact that there's this ridiculously tall, handsome guy. And and, and Joel is just, (laughs) you know, I just, it's going to crush him. He's all nebbishy. Yeah, it's going to crush. Well, I don't think Joel is nebbish. He's he's not nebbish. He's a tough guy. Like, he's, I don't know. They're not nebbish either. Compared to Shazam's role. Sure. He's Woody Allen. But we're all Woody <laughs> Allen. There. I mean, boy, did Zachary Levi have a glove. That motherfucker's giant and jack now. I remember yeah. him in Chuck. Huh? Remember him in Chuck? Oh, yeah. Little was, skinny guy. Yeah, was, He's just a fucking beast now. Oh, yeah. And they tried to say it was gotten uh, naturally. I'm like, uh, <sighs> no. no. Come on, man. Sell that fucking shit somewhere else. <laughs> um, I, d- I just love the show. I, 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 it's something I would watch uh, on the treadmill. I got back on the treadmill. I came. I actually stopping doing that. Um, but uh, you know, at work, I would have it on and watch. You know, I'm able to to really watch stuff on my phone and retain it so well. Like, really get into the spirit of it. Um, it it, it made me think of. I had written something down because I have these thoughts that I think are actually, you know, good, you know, nice poignant philosophy or philosophical thoughts. He made a point about the, the painter guy who he, she went to buy the painting from and he wouldn't sell it. And the, the point he made about, you know, this is you have to give up if you want to do something and you want to do it great. You have to give up, be willing to give up everything. It's art. That, that is almost the definition of art. It's all consuming and necessarily. So because if you, if you don't give all of yourself to the thing that you want to give all yourself to, then why bother? It made me think, it made me think differently about people, uh, you know, like the Instagram people on steroids and stuff like that. That kind of thing, because it's like they, you know, I was like, yes, I don't agree with what they're selling, but at the same time, it's like that's something they want to do, and they're willing to to do whatever it takes to do that. Is it art? I don't know. I mean, to them, it is. I mean, bodybuilding has always been somewhat of that. Yeah, you know, um, it's just like is, is martial arts an art? Yeah, yeah, it's also violent. It sure. I mean, well, horrific to some people, murder and and body dismemberment is an art, and I actually made that point in an art class and it was it was an attempt to to get out of a test like yeah he, they were giving me a test and i just wrote art is all things to all people it can't be defined i turned the paper i was hung over so you know but it doesn't make it any less true so it um, is true um i just 
you know, he, he had that painting there sitting there looking at it and it's, um, apparently a, apparently that painting really existed and he never showed anybody. Um, his name's something with Declan Howe. Declan Howe. Yeah. Declan Howe. And, uh, Jackson Pollock saw this painting and was so beautiful and amazing that he almost quit painting. He's like, I'm never going to produce anything like that. Why should I bother? You know, Jackson um, Pollock was a hack. You think more like Jackson Pollock? I'm going to put some paint on my brush and I'm just going to throw the brush at the shut. The I don't up. see. I I don't know if I I, I I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think that there is. Of course, I, it looks cool. <sighs> and also, I'm speaking out of my. I don't know anything. I don't know. But that's, <laughs> no, I'm not. And I'm, I know you're saying that because what, that's what other people say. I'm being cheeky. Right. But at the same time, I understand that people would think that way and like, well, I could do that. I don't think that. I think that's people who don't grasp how brilliant it is. I mean, you have the people who sniff their own farts and all that shit and they're just horrible people like the and the beauty. And, and I think that having her going around to that little alcove with that woman and painted and buying her painting because she liked it and all that stuff. That's why Declan Howell liked her. Cause he's like, cause he knows he's surrounded by those fucking people. By ass sniffers. Yeah. And he's just like, I can't fucking stand them. And then when she told him, and I love the fact that they don't tell you this, this is something you have to infer. And I might not even be correct, but this is what I infer from it. He loved her so much. A, because she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. B, because he's like, this is a rare human being that is not a fart sniffer. She is a person who appreciates art for what it is. And that's a beautiful thing. And those are souls connecting. You know, good thing for Joel and and uh, Benjamin. You know that sh- that uh, she hadn't met Declan Howe before because he definitely would have nailed her. You mm-hmm. know, because that's just two spirits connecting. Lenny Bruce too. Oh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> um, so uh, it's it's I can't wait. I, I think there's only what five seasons. The new one just started. It might be six month ago. They've been putting out a, an episode a week. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Five, maybe. I can't. I hope it doesn't uh, go for go for a long time because it's just, it's just too beautiful to keep the, all those balls in the air. Yeah. And plus, she's going to get super famous and start doing. Yeah. Um. What else? That's that's. Oh no! Uh, the biggest. I, I say this one for last. Um. And I almost forgot it. Uh, it makes me feel kind of bad. I went and watched Annie. Uh. Play. With her percussion group, it's a. They're called Motor City Percussion. It's a professional. It's a professional <laughs> group, um, and I sent I sent pictures. It's it was at Carlson High School in Michigan, which is absurd. It is absurd how big these schools are. You know, I got lost. That's wild. I got lost in the school. Um, I took a picture and sent it to my buddy Tim. And it looks exactly like the hall from the Breakfast Club when they're yeah. run, when they're running down the hall. It looks exactly like it. That's awesome. Um, they had high schools. These high schools had great percussion. They, they had all these different, you know, themes and all that stuff, and were doing wonderful and all that stuff. Then uh, Motor City Percussion came in, and I thought that everybody was going to take their kid and leave once they were done. Everybody stayed because everybody knows who they are and hmm. packed the gym, packed it, and. They did this Blue Man Group thing. The Blue Man Group themselves have given them a thumbs up. So, like, you guys are, that's awesome. Hmm. We, love, we love what you do. And it was amazing. Did I they blew themselves? <laughs> As in paint themselves blue? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
uh, I should have taken a picture of Annie with the blue on it. I, I was going to at one point, and then we got, you know, it was very hectic getting in and out of there and stuff. But um, it was, I mean, Annie did so good. She did so good. I mean, she so has a passion for something, and I'm, and it, you know, it costs money, but it doesn't matter how much money it costs. I'm like, I will give you anything that you need to for you to do this thing that you are great at and love to do. So, so she's in the she's in Motor City Percussion. No shit. Yeah, <clears throat> she was one of the people in the front row, like one of the ones that people are going to be looking at, and she doesn't mess up, and she doesn't, you know, she's just she's great, and everybody loves her, and she's, you know, I'm. I love the fact that my my kid didn't have to live the life kind of life I lived where nobody liked me and all kinds of stuff. Would she have been performing uh, one month ago at the Troy Athens WGI Regional? Yes. God, these gyms are insane. Because here's a video of that. That's definitely them. I can tell from here. She'd be in the front there. What's she playing? Uh, xylophone and stuff like that. Xylophone. I sure do xylophone. <laughs> Xylophone's an interesting instrument. Mm-hmm. It's like a piano that you hit. Yeah. And they all and they interact with each other and do like you know it's a whole thing. Did you did you type in Motor City Percussion? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely them. Might be her there. No, probably second second from the right, right there. Yeah, that, that's Annie. So. Right there. So she's playing the xylophone. She's providing the melody. Yep. And she's like one of the youngest people in the group, so it's pretty badass. They're playing for they're they're the the first in the well they're second in the nation. There's a play there's a group from Arizona that's ahead of them, but they're going to play in Dayton next month. And I'm going to go to the it's a four day festival. I can't go for four days, but I'm going to try to go for at least two. Has she thought about uh, music school after that? Well, after undergrad or whatever. Well. M- m- <laughs> Here's the thing about music school. Super expensive. Yeah. It's more expensive than Harvard. Well, she's in marching band and, you know, and I, she's just building a resume with that kind of thing. And she can, you know, I'm just, I'm so proud of her. And it was, you know, it's one of those moments where you just need to get her a kit, get her started listening to Tool. <laughs> she could uh, definitely, I'm, I'm sure she could definitely play. She's very coordinated. I'm, I don't know where she gets that from. I honestly don't know where she gets that from. It's not for me. Um, not from her mother. I mean, that's that's in the probably probably something from her uncle Bradley. You know, the that particular line of of genetics. You know, but um, yeah, that's that's all of it. It was pretty neat. Yeah, pretty neat. Pretty neat. Aaron, favorite things. Well, what's your kid doing? That's so fucking. Yeah, there's not. (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. Suck on that. Just sitting there drooling. Giggling she's, at mobiles. She's giggling a lot. Yeah, and that's good. And, <laughs> I saw one of the uh, the videos Elena put up of of her like 
talking. It was yeah, it was very cute. Well, in a, in about a month and a half, maybe two months, you're going to hear a lot of bop 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 shit like that. I remember my niece bop bop. Yeah, I, doing shit like that. <laughs> I do that to her, and she she loves it. Like yeah. me and her finally are kind of hitting it yeah, off. You guys, now. you guys were a little bit standoffish with you. Yeah, I was a little standoffish. <laughs> you coming in my house, <laughs> eating up all my food. Well, <laughs> Next thing you're gonna be playing my PlayStation. Um, well, honestly though, when she was real little, me and her really didn't connect that well. I mean, we I, I would hold her and stuff, but you know, she wanted mommy and, and well, it's too you know, mommy's got all the food. But now, well, uh, there's that. But she was also been with her mom from the beginning. Yeah, you know? so, so you're. No, I'm sorry to say this. You're necessarily a, a foreign presence. That's just the way it is. But that will change. Well, so. it, it's. I mean, she lights up whenever I, I come in the room now. So, there you go. I mean, it's pretty awesome. That's about like I've been being a dad for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to install a storm door at the house. That's not necessarily a favorite thing. But uh, you ever tried hanging a fucking door? It's yeah, difficult. It yes, I have. Yeah, it's, it it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, That's why I hire a drunk guy to do mine. I'm <laughs> Remember that? Remember yeah, yeah, I had a drunk guy. <laughs> drunk guy I used to have. You like uh, 20 bucks and the rest of that bottle of alcohol. Yep. <laughs> and he did a great job. I'm sure. Shit. He would leave things do. unfinished, but he did a great yeah. job. That dude was awesome. <laughs> he never put the uh, the trim back around my door, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just not have trim around my door." <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> uh, there's that uh, video games. I've been playing a little bit of video games. Did you see that video I sent you? Which one? Oh yeah, I didn't even look at it. It was I was. In it's called Rooted. It's a post-apocalyptic open world. It's the idea I had. Just a. I, I really think it is. I hate being that guy. I've started to notice that, that I'm the, I don't try to be the person like I had that idea first. I don't. I just think no, that, that, think that this, yeah, that's what I was talking about. This, God, that's beautiful. It looks incredible. And it's just a post-apocalyptic uh, open world. I think I don't even know if it has a, uh, a true mission mission or anything. And I, I would love that. Just look how gorgeous it is. It's very pretty. I mean, it looks like we're on a hike in Fayetteville. Yeah. So is this being made? It's an independent studio making it. Down in the description, more information. Well, that doesn't look real. No, that doesn't. That's because they haven't. That looks like it's in the works. Generation. Yeah, that's pretty. And even with the it does. That looks like those crumbling buildings, and I would assume that you could go into most of them, find things. That's one of the most fun parts of The Last of Us is just the the exploration, seeing all the cool places and discovering stories. It's really, despite the awful violence and terrible tragedy. It really is like a walking simulator. Yeah. You know. Look at the size of the mushrooms, though. Yeah, those are wild looking. They're gigantic. Gigantic. But uh, they are releasing uh, a uh, bundle of Ninja Turtle video games. I've, I saw that. Um, pretty excited for it. Yeah. I've played most of them. Uh, there's three Game Boy games. Uh, I've only played one. I mm. only had one, so I'm pretty excited to play those other two Game Boy games. Um, Grand Theft Auto. I'm, I was one of the guys that uh, paid ten dollars for the uh, G for the Grand Theft Auto Five for the PS Five, mm. and it's it it, it it was made for the PS Three, and you know they just keep upgrading it and re-releasing it. 
it's one of the best open world Grand Theft Auto games or it, open world games in general. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto five is, um, it's just, a, it's too much noise for me. It's too much, you know, like a lot going on. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't help calm me down. <laughs> well, whenever you're playing the game. Uh, so I'm, I like cyberpunk. I've been playing cyberpunk for a while. Yeah. And, um, the, the Grand Theft Auto, the world, you feel like you're in Los Angeles. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel like you're, it feels lived in. Right. Like, which Cyberpunk does does not necessarily feel that way. Mm. It's a lot of newer open world games don't necessarily feel like that. Right. That's what I'm hoping with, with Rooted. I, w- I would like to see a open world thing that just explore, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't need missions. Just, just my mission just is finding stuff. cool things and yeah. you know, stuff like that. Hmm. Um, not a whole lot, uh, but about to finish, uh, King of the Hill or in wow. the last season. It's kind of sad. Yeah. They wrote everybody out. They start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was telling her they're, they're just wrap. It seems like they're just wrapping it up. Like I'm not, we're in the last six episodes now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. Like, like, there's the football story right, where, uh, they didn't win in high school. So, and the other team that beat them, in the championship, they uh, visit them like once a week and, and you know, make fun of them. You know, yeah, still. Yeah. And, you know, they're on their 40s. Yeah. And then they go back and they play a flag football game and <laughs> then they win. I mean, they just do stories like that <laughs> yeah. where they're kind of just. Hank, it's just. I, see, I don't watch much beyond season f- six. I don't know why it is. I just. I think it I think it was good all the way through. I think, it was. I it mean, absolutely from was. From beginning to end. uh this is a great show. I think I have One a thing favorites. for I like cartoons that are more crude for some reason. I don't understand why that is. Like yeah. that, when they get to be really slick and polished, the animation style, I don't necessarily like that. I think it looks better like uh like old Simpsons is not just the that storylines are familiar and all that stuff. That's a big part of it. But one of the things about it is is I just like the way it looks more, yeah. you know, so it looks too good. Yeah, Dr. Katz is is ideal. I mean, it's just Squiggle vision. That's nothing great. That's one of them I need to dive into because yeah. I remember it, but I, I never you can really borrow the you can borrow the the DVD set from me. Now they had like guest comedians on it. Yeah, right? all the and time. Marrero would be in the. Well, then they just had guest famous people. David David Duchovny came on there. Duchovny, yeah, Cov. That's actually one of the funniest things. He's he goes in the closet for some reason because <laughs> he's scared and. Ben comes in and Dr. Cass is like, uh, well, well, I thought you had a session. He's like, he's here, Ben. You got to get out. He's just like, he's like, there's nobody here. He's in the closet. He's like, no, he's not. And Ben goes, starts banging on the door. Come out, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> ben Katz is the, one of the greatest com- uh, cartoon characters of all time. Speaking of uh, crude cartoons, did you guys watch the South Park this week? No. I saw bits and pieces. Is it the St. Patrick's one? Yeah. I saw bits and pieces of it. I loved it. it Damn it. Fucking- tremendous. I'm behind a couple episodes. They do a cultural appropriation <laughs> storyline <laughs> where you remember the episode where the black guy, um, Tolkien's dad, um, decided to start his own weed company after he didn't like Randy. Yeah. And well, they changed his name to Tolkien. Well, his name has always been Tolkien. It's just people just mispronounced it. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? It is. <laughs> That's a nice, great red. Like, did you oh, really think it. we named our child Tolkien? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're so good. I can see that, though, like the South Park, the awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. But, um, 
he decides to have a St. Patrick's Day special on the same day that Randy's having a St. Patrick's Day special, and he's stealing the Irish culture. He's appropriated. It's great. That's it's just, tremendous that's, the way they turn it on its head. Silly. Like, and also South Park has once again called it with the uh, the female sw- the <sighs> transgender swimmer thing. Uh, it's it's like they're nailing it. They just continue to n- nail things five years before they actually happen. All right, just like the Simpsons did way back in the day. Yeah. Sometimes eerily so. Yeah. I'm not going to wax philosophical about the transgender swimmer because I don't care. Well, in combat sports, I care. Also, I don't have a daughter who might be a swimmer someday. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't have. Annie Annie swam. She swam for her high school. And I think that I really think that that would have been. It would have been a problem. It (laughs) Problem is a strong. It would have been. It would have at least irked me. Like yeah, like, like uh, this is not fair. You know, twenty some years of steroids flowing through your body essentially, mm-hmm. and then you you're the five hundredth ranked male swimmer in the NCAA, and and all of a sudden you're number one. Like if I decided yesterday to enter the women's division, I would have won by five strokes. You know, <laughs> in, the, in the disc golf tournament. Oh, okay, yeah. You know I thought I mean? you were talking about swimming. I was like. No, not no, swimming. No, I, I would have done pitifully. <laughs> it would have been laughable. I would have even finished. But in the disc golf tournament, I would I would have won. Yeah. So she was she was like a ranked male swimmer, five hundred like four hundred. Oh, I didn't know. Not, I didn't not, know. Really, not essentially. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not ranked, but I mean, yes, I but no. Know. I mean, once you're in that down five hundred down on the list, you're not. Yeah. You're, yes. you're not. not really. You're <laughs> not in the mix. There's a lot of swimmers, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like. That's, you know. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I want people to to do what they want, but it is a little bit unfair for the gals. I think there should be a separate uh, competition. I think that I think that would level it more, you know. Yeah. And, I'm, and I am saying transgender men transitioning to women, and then vice versa. It's know? also not fair in another way. Like the um, there's a a transgender wrestler in Texas who's going from female to male and she's taken testosterone and everything but they won't let her wrestle she wants to or he wants to wrestle in the male divisions but they won't let her him and uh, tough. just wiping the floor with the girls and like what am i supposed to do not wrestle i want to wrestle mm-hmm. i want to grow up and i want to i want to try to go for the olympics or whatever and, and they won't let him wrestle the boys you know? and there's two there's so many schools of thought of this and but you have the two extreme ones you have the people who well i i how am i trying to put this you have the people who are against it because they they're just shitty people you know they they don't want transgender people at all they think it's gross or silly or whatever then you got the people who are worried about the competition. They're like, that kind of makes it unfair. They, they are all for somebody wanting to be happy, but then, but then you got the people who are just, uh, that group of men who are threatened mm-hmm. by feet, by women who try to compete against men and they want to see them get pummeled. You know what I mean? It's that group of guys. They're usually guys who have tried a sport and we're not good at it or are nebbish or, you know, whatever. They're just, they, they like seeing that kind of thing. I mean, I've, you know, you had a video, um, uh, I've seen a video where this guy's commenting on this woman fighting a man and he's just reveling in the fact that she's, she dared, you know, step up and say something to this guy and then got killed. It's like, she did well. 
She did yeah. very well in the in the match until the guy caught her with one. It's like that could have happened if a, if a man is fighting. You know, you. Yes, it's true that the guy had more power and all that stuff. It's true, but she was doing well and had him on the ropes and stuff. And and she was a great female boxer. And I just I don't I just don't like the tone that that shitty tone those guys adopt. Right, because yeah. it's usually a guy who's a fat lump of shit or knows not done well this woman thinks like dude she would fucking kill you and you yeah. fucking know that so. i remember back when ronda rousey became a thing people were like um i'd let her put me in an arm i was like you wouldn't have to no she would just do it yeah you're she'd like, fuck you up unless you're a trained fighter she's going to fuck you up or you're just some fucking animal of a yeah, guy unless you're yeah. thor yeah you know Speaking of Thor and Eddie Eddie Hall, I almost uh, saw that uh, Eddie yeah. caught him with one. Oh shit! I forgot about this. Yeah. Thor one, son of a bitch. Oh really? Yeah. Thor won by decision. Well, that, was a, that was almost a foregone conclusion. You could tell he just got the reach, and he's a better fighter. Yeah, you could tell he actually trained fighting. I think Eddie trained too, but Eddie Hall strikes me as kind of a dickhead. Really? Yeah. 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 And, I, and I liked him. I used to really like. I him. love Eddie Hall. He's he's an like asshole. Him. He really is an asshole. But a lovable, th- he can be a lovable guy. Do you think he was selling himself as an asshole for the fight? I, I think thought, that's a lot of it. I thought that's what it was, but I think it crossed the line in a few. I uh, think they probably crossed the line yeah. with each other because at the end, Eddie Hall barely wanted to. Thor came up and tried to hug him and stuff, and it was very not. It was not enthusiastically returned. Like but I, I watched, said, dude. Come on, I watched some of the punches uh, Thor was throwing. God, that is an intimidating photo there. Those are some big dudes. That, you yeah. know what the you know what the weight class was? Titan weight. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down the corner. I chuckled. I was like, Titan weight. That's fucking accurate, motherfucker. This happened about this. This happened yesterday. Got to be ready for that in the UFC. Oh, oh who's that? Shit. Uh, Megan McCann. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> fucking spinning elbow. Let's watch it again. <laughs> Ready for that? But it's not. Oh, come on! But you got to be ready for that. But it's not. Oh man, that was fucking awesome. That's a completely unplanned strike. So that was kind of fun. Yesterday, I didn't even watch the fights. I've just seen highlights. There were nine finishes, and they were all like spectacular. And Dana White gave everybody fifty thousand dollars extra. <laughs> That's fucking. He was awesome. like, "Fuck it, here." This- <laughs> <laughs> Have you been keeping track of the thing with the? Uh- you know, the Paul brothers haven't been in the news of late, but uh, the pa- fact that Jake Paul said he'll come over and do an MMA fight if, he, if Dana White will pay his people better and stuff like that. I got to say, um, as much as I don't like the kid, that is actually a nice gauntlet to throw down to yeah. tell Dana White, you're a fucking scumbag and you need to pay your people more. Dana White is a scumbag. I know. I know it's a business. I get the whole the thing. I get it. But he's uh, very much in the in the. uh cut in the shit, I can't think of words words he's very much in the ma, in the mold of uh, Vince McMahon or something like that they're they're just not they're not good people I don't feel they used to so. make a, a, a nice chunk of change with their sponsors on their trunks I don't understand yeah but the, I don't understand not paying them when they were making yeah. you billions of dollars true but I mean at what was the whole point of the Reebok deal uh to, you know what make, I'm to make everybody look more uniform, make it look more like a real professional sport. Even though boxing, they have sponsors all over their trunks uh-huh. and everything. There's sponsors all over the cage. Uh, they didn't want the fighters to have sponsors all over them. If you remember back in the late 90s, early aughts, uh, boxers and MMA fighters would have their sponsors painted on their backs while mm. they're fighting. No shit. Um, he didn't want that happening in the UFC. Mm. And I get that. And 
they can get sponsorships outside, but they just can't wear the logos while they walk to the ring. Mm. But, but in other other organizations, they can, so they'll make more money that way. Right. But right. Um, that should be available, I think. The upper echelon of the UFC, they make lots of money. Sure. It's just, it's just the people... Fucking Cowboy Cerrone. He's, he's cashing in with his sponsorships. Yeah. God, is he still fighting? Yeah. He's still fighting. God. <laughs> I mean, Budweiser's a sponsor. I'm sure fucking Skull I wish somebody would somebody kill Colby Covington. <laughs> I really hate that. He's a hard man to kill. He is, dude. He's a good fighter. A good I'm, fighter. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him, but he's like one of the Paul brothers. He's one of those people I just love to see that somebody just knock him the fuck out. You realize you know? it's an act, though. I do, but I believe that I'm, I'm a big believer in the, in the Greek thing that if you put the mask on long enough, sooner or later, you become what you're talking yeah. about. I, I believe that there is some After the uh, him and Usman fought, a few months ago and they had had like jawing wars mm-hmm. back and forth and he lost again, but it was a good fight and it was a close fight. It wasn't as bad as they stopped the last fight because he broke his jaw and he was like, don't stop the fight. I'm still fighting. He's like, your fucking jaws broke. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He was going, he's probably going to lose the fight anyway. But afterwards he, uh, in the middle of the octagon, you could hear him whispering. So he didn't break kayfabe. He was like, you know, all the shit talks just so we can sell this. That's fight. nice. You know, That's right, actually kind of cool. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I'm not going to hug you. We'll hug later. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's you know. fucking great. <laughs> but uh, I like Colby Covington. I think he is a dickhead. And but he's also very funny. Chael Sonnen um, sort of laid the groundwork for the pro wrestling side of right. actual yeah. pro wrestling, right. real pro wrestling, where they actually start fighting. Like he never admitted to losing. He never admitting to lo- losing a second of any round. He played the heel. He's like, I'm the only undefeated fighter to ever walk the face of the earth. Nobody's ever beat me. <laughs> okay. Obviously, kind- I've watched him lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hypocritical for me to like him. <laughs> I, I, but, but you know the reason I don't but like it, Colby Covington. I mean, you I'm can just see saying, the yeah. tongue bur- burst the, right. bursting through his cheek. But Chael Sonnen <laughs> just has that thing where I just found it so hilarious what he would do. I would just laugh and chuckle. And I saw the <laughs> Nagara brothers on the street, and one of them was trying to feed a, a carrot to a feed a carrot to a bus they thought it was a horse <laughs> they thought the bus was a horse <laughs> and he gets on the mic after he after he's lost to anderson silva and he just won an, a fight in between the next to silva fight anderson silva you absolutely suck <laughs> just calls him out right there doesn't address the question that joe rogan asked him at all doesn't even look at joe rogan pretends he's not even there <laughs> that's a very uh that's a very rick flair um yeah, macho man thing. Yeah. To yeah. Do. <laughs> you always that's he that's what he learned from pro wrestling. The heel always lies and they never admit defeat. Right. Um speaking of pro wrestling, Scott Hall passed away. Yeah. The bad guy. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. He, he was so he he was clever. Very well, clever. he like the entire NWO thing that was a lot of his ideas. His, we've talked about this before. You could tell the people that were with it like that, that understood like uh, both uh hall and nash were great they were funny they the, you know hearing luger get on the mic was <laughs> just like i said like, guys don't let him talk yeah um, just just make him do this thing the whole time. don't let him fucking he talk. Was, uh, scott hall's probably the most influential wrestler to ever not be the world champion he never was world champion not singles he was the tag huh. team intercontinental the coolest finisher man that was the coolest the power razor's edge yeah. razor's edge was cool yeah it was a fucking cool ass power also <laughs> him and nash fucked it up for heels for eternity because they they were so cool that people like the heel that you couldn't 
root against them. So even though yeah, Hulk Hogan sucks, but yeah, the NWO terrible. is cool because fucking Hall and Nash are there and they're fucking awesome. Yeah. So for time immemorium, the hools are still going to have to get over by trying to be cool instead of being bad. Right. They're supposed to be terrible assholes, fiendish. They're supposed to be the Joker. They're or they're the antihero. I mean, they're just the antihero. Yeah, they became the antihero. Right. Them and them and Stone Cold really <laughs> made the bad guy hard <laughs> to beat. Fucking Razor Ramon. Yeah, <laughs> I like when they would do their entrance and he would yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. come walking in like this. They were so fucking good, man. That was like that gave WCW such a shot in the arm. That was uh, that man is. I was at the age where I still believed it. You know, I've got a friend who's got a wolf pack. Uh, he wears sure? a wolf pack anklet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is, but he's so, he, that's like his thing. He loved the Wolfpack. Does he's got his a, name run with Frandy Frampton? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Frandy Frampton would not do such a thing as that. <laughs> the fuck? Scott Hall, like, uh, he, it was his idea to put Paige over, Don Dallas Page. Mm-hmm. It was his idea to, to uh, give him the shirt and have him put it on and then have him rip it off and, and hit everybody with the diamond cutter, then run into the crowd. And- did, did he come up with a thing where uh, he dressed up like LaParka? Probably. Did you remember that? Yeah, he looked that, just like LaParka. That fooled me. <laughs> it really, and I'm never fooled by professional wrestling. They had the same and body it, shape. It, it, Yes, and then and then I was I just like, "What this? the fuck is Leparka doing out here?" And then he starts fucking diamond cutter. And I was like, look "Wait a up. minute!" <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking. Yeah. I want to see this. Uh, yeah, I'm you haven't seen this. I, it, I you saw it when it happened. It's yeah. fucking famous, that was, dude. I mean, that was around the time I was yeah. recording every uh, mm. WWF and WWE every Monday or WCW. Okay. This is supposed to be Macho Man versus Laparka. This is DDP walking out as Laparka. Yeah, he even did the Laparka dance really well. Yeah, he did the, mm, <laughs> the chairman no, this, of the board. The chairman of the board, Laparka. Laparka had some very. Um, he's got a very dedicated like cult following because yeah. he's so silly. Okay, to, okay, Mike Tanay. At some point, we should have realized it because it's like Laparka. Yeah, he did yeah. that. Because it's dance. just like Laparka is really on this this match, <laughs> and he looks just yeah, like him, moves like him. Down Dallas Page is a brilliant guy, man. Yeah, Mike, I'm a big fan. And they'll come into Bash of the Beach, probably. I would yeah, say Scott Hall on the, the sideline there. Well, you know, much earlier about. Healing it up out there. While the Macho Man continues in the ring, is this a tune-up? If this is a tune-up, Scott Hall needs to be with his partner in the ring. Imagine a body slam in the middle of a match today. He wouldn't do it. Here goes Randy Savage to the top. He's going to the top. He's going to point. LaParka unconscious. Savage heads to the top rope. <laughs> Always the point and the and the finger in the belt. That was perfectly timed. Larry, please settle down here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crowd goes ape shit. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> He pinned him. Diamond down. 
<laughs> he hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was tremendous. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I'm going to leave now. Please. <laughs> that was the best. I remember seeing that Please when it happened, stop. like in the moment. And I, and we were all like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it was so good back then, man. Yeah, it was. I wonder if I just got too old or if, it, if the quality it, just dropped. I think, I mean, the the matches themselves are actually better now. There's, it's not about the fucking matches. There's nobody, there's nobody in the business. That's Ric Flair now. There's nobody in the business that's macho. There's no. The but they're wh- also appealing to a different attention span. Yeah, that's. I true. understand, but that do- doesn't that doesn't change the fact that it's not. It's just not as good. It's just not. I mean, maybe I'm speaking from my generation's yeah. standpoint, but well, it's just it's changed. It's just like how music has changed. What's well, the I women? I don't think our pop music's better now than it was in the '60s, '70s, '80s, or '90s. Oh no, it's terrible. It's just not. Yeah, but. If you, a kid, a zoomer growing up now, I play them, uh, Hey Jude, they're going to be like, this is an eight minute song and four minutes of it is nah, nah, nah. What is this? I'm like, it's epic. You're fucking stupid, but they're not going to get <laughs> it. It is epic. But to be honest, <laughs> I think everybody's just like at one point, like this is a really long. Song. I listen to it all the way through every <laughs> single I know, time. I know. I'm just saying that it's like me listening to, um, fucking story of my life. Yeah, that's a long fucking song. I watched a, a Rick Beato video and like he was uh, comparing old music to today's music. And he was, was going on a rant about the 90s and he'd be like, listen to this song. And he'd, he'd play uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's damn near 40 seconds before you get to any lyrics. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that nowadays. Right. You might get six seconds before you get to lyrics. I'm with the shit we're arranging me and JMO. I'm like. I really like going through the intro four bars here, but like it, it's almost 30 seconds before we get to any lyrics. Mm. I mean, uh, so we're just going to cut it in half and uh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And do but, what she feels right. You know, I don't know. I like, I like, uh, you know, setting the tone and then, right. And then dropping it out and having something else, but maybe I can get that done more effectively in two bars rather than four. Bars, yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, just, I, I don't think you should, you know, think of anything outside. I think you should do what you feel. That's that's the right thing, not what you feel other people will like. Yeah, that's doing things my way hasn't really worked out for me. <laughs> but it's still going to be my way. You know, it's still going to be my my ideas. But like sometimes I think it could it can be a little superfluous. You know. Well, I mean, just try to make honest assessments. If you feel like that's you know that's that's a really tough thing. I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like when I write something and, you know, something I feel is good and somebody tells me to tune it up or, you know, chop it, you know, when they've read it or do this. I'm like, no, you're not getting. No, they're getting it. They just, yeah, they've yeah, got an outside yeah, perspective yeah, 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 yeah. and they, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's what, that's what I should do is have uh, a uh, consortium of people. No, the arrangements. do not table it. That's no, no, no fucking. That is the worst thing that could ever possible and ever ever happen to any possible piece of art is the fucking. I want to get the ex- group, executives group involved. Think. I mean, it's just I'll get the executives from yeah. DC and Marvel involved. Well, no, uh, with Marvel, it somehow worked. Yeah, with DC, it really didn't. No. So it, <laughs> <laughs> now, what I was going to think it say about the wrestling though is. Um, it's changed. You have the uh, women having a much more prominent role, and that's good. Um, 
they have the inter intergender. They're no longer TNA. Tits and ass. But they are they are still too though. But they, they are but they they're all very hot. But, yeah. But um, they also actually have matches now. Right. Um like uh, Jordan Grace. I think she's tremendous. Um I mean Ric Flair's kid. Yeah, she's great. She's I gotta tell you though, <laughs> I'm not trying to be <laughs> Charlotte Flair definitely on something. You know, have you seen her lately? Yeah, she looks extremely different. Yeah. Like she's ripped to shreds, and her she's starting. Mad. I mean, she's see. That's what I was going to talk about um, with that. Is that I like Jordan Grace, and she looks great and all that stuff. But I heard her talk. Uh, I'd really like to have good matches. It's it, oh, it, 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 it dude. It's, <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> it's extreme. Like and. She has. She talks about body dysmorphia and all that stuff. Like uh, she has bigorexia, right? No, well, no. She had the opposite. She at one point wanted to be. She thought she was too big. She's always looked great. I think she's I always thought. Yeah. And she's beautiful, and she, and she looks great now, all jacked up and stuff. But again, it's the it's the whole thing. Uh, you, you know, thinking about uh, my daughter and then people like that, and, and the whole and how what we went through. You know, when I was a kid growing up, looking at bodybuilding magazines and stuff, we got thinking we could not just bodybuilding magazines. Well, Rambo. Well, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, all <laughs> the man, all the eighties <laughs> movies. I mean, yeah. Schwarzenegger for fuck's sake, Jesus Christ, and, and that and that and that uh, the unhealthy focus we had with that, and that's what they're doing to girls now. You know, that's and they and they're talking about body positivity and all that stuff. It's like I'm totally for you being big and jacked and all that stuff. I think it looks great. But you need to realize what you're doing. You know, you are really uh, affecting in and and in, in, in often unhealthy ways these girls who worship you. You know, because I went through that. You know, I, we all wanted to be Arnold and all that stuff. And when I didn't get it, I got so upset. You know, I was just like, yeah, why? Why am like, I not? Why am I not doing this? Because you're not putting a syringe in your ass. That's the reason you're not doing, it, or you're not taking a pill. None of us were like, out here trying to look like the Rock and Roll Express. Exactly. <laughs> we wanted to look like the guys who were juiced <laughs> we up. Like I wanted Hogan. to look like the Road Warriors. Yeah. And I think I did a pretty good job naturally. Like I got really big, you know, and but I never got quite where I wanted to be. And I just imagine uh, they had these pharmaceutical trucks backing up to the arenas for them. Yeah, I mean, and I just imagine these these young girls looking up to these to these wrestlers and and you know like look what you can do. And I think they should be honest. I mean, like no, be honest with them like they eventually were honest with us when my childhood was over. And they finally said, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm 15 and I'm finding out Hulk Hogan did steroids. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Get ahead of that one. Get ahead of that storm. And be like, guys, this is what this life is. And, you know, I've chosen to do this and it doesn't lessen anything that I do, but it is, you know, you are not going to have an opportunity to look like this because you don't have the advantages that I have, you know? So that being said though, she's, she did a, a some, I'm a fan of hers. Like I follow her on, I don't follow her on Instagram, but I'll look at her Instagram anymore. Cause I like looking at her and she looks great. I mean, she's, why don't you just follow her on Instagram? Yeah. I don't know. Just get the feed to come up. You'll see it every time. Because I don't need one more thing drawing me into fucking yeah, social media. I mean, I try to, I try not to follow very many people at all. Like my friends, of course, and stuff like that. But famous people and stuff. I try not to do that. I follow things. I find funny, like obscurest vinyl. Have you seen it? Obscurest vinyl. No, I'm not with the fucking album covers. With the- <laughs> I sent you, I sent you a whole fucking link to it to to buy the t shirts. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> yes, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, wait, this is this has got Dutch written all over it when he's fucking. 
Hmm. That's it, right? Yes. Wow. They only have 383 followers. What? Yeah. 384 now, baby. I follow them. What is in here? I th- is that, are you sure? Let me see. No, 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 no. That's not it. I'm pretty sure that's not it. It's uh, these album covers. Let me punch up my. Um, oh, I found it. Eight ninety-eight thousand followers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. Yeah, the, the Yanni one. Ocarina in my anus. <laughs> 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 okay i like it yeah it's some of them are just fucking I, I i rolled laughing and then they've got some where they're doing baseball cards and they like will write stuff on them stuff it's a whole thing you know and i then i was i want to get an obscurus vinyl t-shirt but some of them are really fucking offensive like it's shit my thong <laughs> i can't believe i just fucking shit my thong yeah <laughs> Found your mom's dildo. <laughs> I like the. It's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a minor. It's, yeah. a, it's a continuous minor. Yeah. <laughs> See, they're fucking great, dude. I like the eat me until I die. <laughs> Just yeah. fucking whisper into my butthole. <laughs> and there, there's one with Chuck back. Berry on it. Um, I, it, it's one, it should be up. It should be one of the first ones up there. It's like, it's obviously something to do with piss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They had a whole bunch of Christmas. Fancy meeting you here, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot idiot piece piece of shit. (laughs) John Lennon, check out my wiener. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. This shit will fuck your face. (laughs) I like it. I'm in. Yeah. How did I not ever see this? I've sent you. I think I've sent you some before. I definitely have sent you some before. The Christmas ones are fun too. I sent, yeah, that's a <laughs> Ringo Star. What does it say? Why don't they ever ask me to masturbate? With <laughs> 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 oh shit, that's good stuff. I'm that gonna find the one stuff. I sent you. Fun stuff. Mm. Um. I never <laughs> yeah, it's this one. <laughs> I'm here to melt some fucking pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never said any of my favorite things, which uh, one was disc golf yesterday, uh, cleaning up the guitars and shredding. I'm um, actually learning how to play electric again. It's a lot different than playing acoustic. Um, uh, what? <laughs> S- season two of Raised by Wolves Sorry. is really good. <laughs> <laughs> here, here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i need to uh, after i get done with mrs mazel see I, I one thing i like about getting in something new then it opens the doors i want yeah i get yeah i get stuck sometimes not wanting to do new things and then some something will turn the dial and be okay i want to do a bunch of new stuff so i can't wait to get into raised by wolves um trying to think of something that I saw or watched or listened to. I've been listening to Dr. Dog. They're yeah. a band from Philadelphia. I've listened to one of their albums yesterday. It's really good. Yeah, uh, really I went cool. through a bit of a Dr. Dog phase. Um, new Father John Misty's uh, songs have come out. 
One of the new one, uh, Goodbye, Mr. Blue. I think it's about a what, his cat died. Mm. Maybe hmm. it's, it sort of sounds like an old uh, like '70s singer songwriter thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds like what's that? Everybody's talking that man. Harry Chapin. Yeah, it sort of sounds like that, yeah. which I like. Um, is that Harry Chapin? I think it is. Everybody's talking. Mm-hmm. Just driving around in John Voight's car. <laughs> that was that was a fucking that was a Seinfeld thing where George bought. He thought he bought the actual John Voight's car. Yeah, <laughs> but it turns out it was a dentist named John Voight. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just he had his keys. Harry and he, Nielsen. Harry Nielsen. Yeah, and he was just like he started singing that song. Everybody's talking at me. Mm-hmm. I can't hear a word they're saying. Just driving around in John Voight's car. <laughs> But John Boy had a nice car. He's a fucking lunatic, dude. Everybody's he's, crazy. He's actually kind of stupid. He's a good uh, actor, but he's not very intelligent. Um, my, uh, I've come up with a new conspiracy theory. Um, go with me. Sure. Um, Zelensky keeps calling for us to institute a no-fly zone okay. over his country, which means World War Three. Yeah. Is it possible that he's working with Putin? To no. get us dragged into World War Three? No. Why would he keep calling for that? Though? He w- he w- if he was if he was working with them, then he they wouldn't be shelling hospitals and orphanages and shit like that. Putin is he's he's going on. Putin has lost his mind. Essentially, he he's he's really he's not he's not he's not psychologically well. I don't think. I don't evidence by the fact probably no, probably not. You're, you don't go in the KGB and do some of the fucked up shit they do and be and be completely psychologically well. Um, he had a Trump style rally, um, and they. It's just when people start having those, then the narcissism and and the grandiosity has gone to your head in the most awful way. Somebody really needs to deal with him, as in sniper bullet, and get rid of him because the, all that shit will go away once that happens. Hmm. I don't know. I think that's a not favorite thing of mine. I've been really obsessed with what's going on over there. <laughs> I've told you to not. I cannot it. help it. Man. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I've, I've just, done my best to like. It's just right there at my fingertips. You know, I sit and fear watching. Yeah, yeah. and it's really got me this time. Like, I, well, I mean, I'll fucking lay in bed and just think about it. The most, the most that'll happen. I've said this before, and I truly believe this. The most thing that'll happen is tactical nukes. That's tactical nukes are low yield, you know. Um, it's not good, no. But you know, are you writing down tactical nukes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> be a good band name. That is a pretty good band name. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good punk band. Oh no, that'd be a good thrash band name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, I haven't really been paying attention. Just. A scroll through Twitter every now and then to see what's going on, and you don't really know what's going on if you scroll through Twitter. So, well, uh, of course, the algorithms adapt themselves to you know things, and one of the things that's adapted to me too is the right wing talking about you know some of them just such ass kicker, ass kissers of Donald Trump that they are still trying to be pro Putin, and it's just pathetic. I mean, it's like, have you listened to uh, Mike Baker on Rogan yet? Not yet. It's a good listen. Like they I get, figure he gets a little bit. bit about what's going on since he was in the CIA for 30 years. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's probably got a really pro intervention spin. Maybe. Did you guys know that five years ago, around five years ago, uh, 
there were, there was an assassination attempt on Putin. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I, I do not remember this at all. Yeah, you know, the 2014 we instigated a coup in the Ukraine yeah. to overthrow their government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing with Ukraine really is is it Ukraine or is it the Ukraine? I think it's just Ukraine. I think so too. I don't um, think they like it when we say the <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the thing where they're where they try to use. Well, they're a corrupt country and all this. You know, I know that this. I, I'll go down a path where I get one person I focus my hate on. I try not to do it, but Tucker Carlson is notorious for that, and trying to always make the case that what Putin is doing is correct. You know, and it all goes back to that Donald Trump worship of the fucking guy. It really does. You know. Um, the, anything, any country that was in the Soviet bloc is going to have corruption, but they're they were le- legitimately trying to root it out and do better. Zelensky is the is it's ironic that his saying this that it was a coup when he was elected. You know, it's like that because they started to wipe out all that fucking starting to really trying to get to the root of that shit and get it out of there. The, the, you know, communism, the Soviet Union was. People forget that the Soviet Union was also Russian, and what's going to happen with Russian oligarchs, the the, the awful Russian mafia. They, they the Soviet Union was good for them. They were in up to their fucking wrists, you know. So, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I, I hate hearing, you know, that that fucking piece of shit Greg Gutfeld tried to, you know, say that you know. And the worst part about it is at one point I kind of agreed with him, but he wasn't doing it out of any sense of really trying to be a decent journalist. He's a sack of shit. And he was just trying to be, you know, on Trump's side. That's that's what that's what the whole thing boils down to. So Yeah. I don't know how much that Zelensky guy's trying to root out corruption whenever like he's in the Panama papers, if you remember that. With like he's he's worth something like a billion dollars now like there's it's i'm sure he's much better than putin sure but he's they're all pieces of shit yes they are i mean i'm I'm not i don't think any anybody that's trying to be to rule over right is you're a little bit of piece of shit. sure i mean it's it's the people that that are not looking and it's like i always go back to the uh the story of and this was early in rome's history too the story of cincinnatus they couldn't trust anybody with the power in the government of Rome to give the power back after war. Yeah. They couldn't trust anybody. <laughs> like, well, if you give you the power, you're not giving it back. You know, like, yeah, I will. No. So they went psych. So they went down the line so much that there was a guy named Cincinnatus. He was a farmer and he was at his plow. And they come up and say, We're gonna fight. You know, it probably Carthage at that point. We need to give you these emergency powers where you control everything about Roman society and government. He's like, okay. And he took it and he used it. And then the story goes that once the door, the war was done and all that stuff, he went back to his plow. <laughs> I love that story. It's not true because that would <laughs> It's a great story. Yeah. It's a good story. But it shows you, it's a legend and a myth, of course, but it shows you that people, 
you know, like that kind of thing. They, they hate corruption, all that stuff, even while they know it's going on and they're involved in it. Mm-hmm. There's some level of self-loathing when that comes to that shit. Like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I'm involved in this, yeah. but, but I know, I know good people, but there's also, there's also the Ned Stark paradigm, the thing that, well, yes, he was good and true and, and a good man, but he just, he's not going to last long because you good and true people don't last. You, you you can't last long in a cesspool. Everybody else has got a layer of shit on them. To too much cess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All the cess. Um, everybody else has coated themselves with a layer of slime and shit to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. You're you're waiting in trying to hold on to your principles. Nobody in government has real principles. They can't because they have constituents, and their constituents are usually morons who have no principles so you know uh, one of the things that could be uh contributing to the putin thing is the Zelensky guy who was a comedian before and he made lots and lots of fun of putin sure and i can see that being a factor i can see it being yeah, a fact because putin's that kind of guy yeah these uh powerful dudes don't like being lampooned no they don't and especially i mean again i just i hate bullies it's my least favorite group of people. And besides uh, Turkish, <laughs> that was always a running gag on um, Viva Variety. They had, a, they had a whole fucking section about it. He's like, he's like, we've releasing a new set, series of tapes and books. Try not to hate the Turks. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, the guy was just like, I've listened to all this and I can honestly say that I still hate the Turks, but I keep it to myself. <laughs> That was a great show, man. Here's the people from uh, Reno 911. The state. Yeah. Viva Variety. Remember when Comedy Central put comedy on? Man, they had good stuff sometimes. What are they showing now? Uh, I they got know. South Park. That's it. Is that it, really? Pretty much. Well, Key and Peele. They're not on there anymore. Mm. They've been off for like seven years. Really? Yeah. Broad City? It was okay. <laughs> I liked it. That was, a, that was a joke on Family Guy when Peter became a millennial. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah. I like Broad, Broad City. It's a good show. Wait, Broad City is the greatest show in the history of the world. <laughs> He's like, that's the thing about being a millennial. You take something that's obviously average and pump it up to be the greatest thing. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't think I have anything else. You guys want to call this an episode? Oh, you have a subreddit? Yeah, I got one. Subreddit of the week. It's hard to to do a song for subreddit of the week anymore because uh, getting pulled off and stuff. Yeah. So maybe I'll find something that might be not licensed. Let's do this. Jerks. That's a great pump too, man. R slash sink shitters. People using the uh, the old sink there as a shitter. This one right here this is what got me. It's not necessarily a sink. Ah, oh, horse cum. 
chick trying to take a shit in a uh, water, water fountain. And she runs. That's a bad feeling. Uh, That's one of the worst feelings. <laughs> when you got to when shit. you have to shit and it's, it's like a dash because it's really coming. Yeah, you don't know where to go. So you, yeah. so you use a water fountain, as one does. Or you just you just plop one in the old oh, sink there. <laughs> Look at that fucking paper. Look at that thing. There. It's that I saw it. It's, it's that whole fucking the uh, South Park episode where somebody shit in the fucking urinal. It's just photos of shit in sinks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> How? I mean, just come up with this shit. <laughs> oh god! What is wrong with people? <sighs> I can't imagine shitting in a sink. No. I was on uh, Bridesmaids yeah. with McCarthy. Look away! Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it. You're shitting in the street. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the funniest jokes. Oh, you're really doing it, aren't you? You're shitting in the street. <laughs> That's a great movie, dude. Uh, okay. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening. Sorry we missed last week, but fuck you. Suck my dick. Good night and good luck. A bit.